Hello, ladies. You are listening to the Saludable Latina podcast with Lilia Gomez Ash. The Saludable Latina podcast started with the intention to raise awareness about women's health topics, but then I quickly realized that the wellness journey is full of transitions. So I expanded my mission to include spirituality, intuitive-led, and lifestyle-wellness-focused topics. I am more focused to bring authentic conversations and stories relating for our insight for growth in our own wellness journey. The Saludable Latina community is a group of purposeful women who are smart, passionate, and have a dynamic, diverse point of view and insights that will help many women find growth in the wellness space. And I hope that you are able to learn something from their own personal stories or health advice tips or conversations that we have from woman to woman. Before we get started with episode numero 45, I want to introduce our next guest speaker. Her name is Karini Lopez, who is a holistic endometriosis health educator. After years of battling painful endometriosis, infertility, countless surgeries, hormone therapy, and suicidal thoughts, Karini decided to take control of her avalanche of life by finding a different route. Because of her journey, she is dedicated to helping many women who are suffering from the diagnosis and the condition to reclaim their health and their power back. Okay, chicas, before we get started, I really wanted to share this one product that I picked up while shopping at Sprouts, and I thought it's a good time to share it right now because we're all experiencing this heat wave. There are good days where we get a nice breeze, and then the other days where it's just extremely hot. So I happened to pick up a bag of DB's Organics Fruit Popsicles, and the only reason I picked them up is because I was looking for a substitution for ice cream and non-dairy so i still wanted to enjoy something really cold and something really sweet at the same time but that didn't have a lot of refined sugar so db's organics created a small packet of 12 freezer pops that are naturally made with real fruit like strawberry grape blueberries um, a mixture of mango or pineapple to make it tropical and i really love their branding and their packaging because they don't include any artificial colors any artificial flavors and no preservatives and this is a really good packet to have at home especially if you have kids i mean i don't have kids but we're both adults and i'm enjoying these popsicles because it gives you that punch of sweetness as well as that nice cold punch that you want if you're feeling really hot and you just kind of want to mellow out and just enjoy that sweet popsicle so if you're ever at the store at sprouts check out db's organics or you can look them up online as well and you can check out their popsicles. It's a really good treat to have, especially on a hot summer day. And yeah, I wanted to share that. So let's roll on to the episode. Hola chicas, welcome back to another episode of Saludable Latina. This week we have a special guest, Karini Lopez, all the way from Florida. And she's going to be talking about her story and her diagnosis with endometriosis. How are you doing today, Karini? Hi, thank you for having me. I'm so happy and excited to be sharing my story in the hopes to help uh, other women that are going through endometriosis. Yes, absolutely. Thank you so much for being able to accommodate the interview. As I know, we've been 
um, trying to message one another back and forth and trying to work with the timing. But I appreciate you just having the time to sit down and go over your story and sharing awareness about what you want listeners to know about if they're diagnosed with endometriosis. Karini, before you got diagnosed with endometriosis, were there any preliminary symptoms that you were going through before the diagnosis? Sure, and before we uh, tell you about the symptoms, just for the people that don't know about endometriosis and what endometriosis is or never heard of it, um, endometriosis is condition where the endometrium, which is the inside of the uterus, grows, um, the lining grows outside of the uterus, the reproductive system, or and it goes to different part of the body. In my case, I had around my reproductive system as well as my colon. Uh, endometriosis could be found in different areas of the body. There are cases where it has gone to, to the lungs and to the liver as well. So it's not uncommon to see endometriosis in those areas. And oh, wow. to answer your question about um, the symptoms, they could be found in different areas of the body. The symptoms could vary as well in from women to women. In my case, though, definitely had excruciating pain whenever I was menstruating. And my menstruation was not uh, regular. I suffered from fatigue. I had leg pain, lower back pain, and pain during intercourse. So those were like my warning signs at the beginning. Okay, so knowing the warning signs in the beginning with some of the preliminary symptoms, at some point when you were having some of the pain, say for example during sexual intercourse, did you ever consider going to a doctor or did you kind of say, well, maybe this is how it feels? Because for some women, they think that that's the way it's supposed to feel. Did you have the same concept in regards to that's the way it's supposed to feel and I just kind of keep moving forward or did you follow up with a doctor's appointment? At the beginning, I dismissed it and I said well I guess this is how it's supposed to feel <laughs> you know we're I'm Dominic yo soy Dominicana hey. so it's like yeah in our culture it's not talked about you know about sex and it's yes. not talked about well you know you have your period that's okay we we have pain for periods you know so it's like pain and women is just a, an equal sign like oh yes you women we suppo- we supposed to have pain and to me it was just normal to be in pain um the warning signs for me were when i the pain started getting worse and worse which each menstrual cycle and to the point that there was this instance that my husband had to call 911 to get an ambulance for me because I had passed out I just couldn't take the pain anymore and when I was taken to the I was dismissed again with it's just painful cycle and I was given morphine I was given um, over-the-counter pain medication as well as um, prescription pain medication Yeah, and thank you so much for being open and sharing about your ER experience and being seen and then being discharged and not addressing full reason why you ended up in the ER. Um, As we know, sometimes ER is like a rush experience and then before you know it, you're discharged. And I have a, a similar story in regards to that that one day I'll share. Let's go back to when you said 
when you're Dominican. Hey, las Dominicanas, hey, yeah. represent, sí. represent. Let's go back to when you said in nuestras culturas como Latinas, we're not really taught about our menstruation health. We're not really taught about having the sex talks, if you feel pain, if it feels normal. A lot of the times we're suffering in silence because we believe as women we're supposed to suffer in silence because, well, if the grandmother and the mother suffered and had painful periods and had painful sexual intercourse then that must be the way it's supposed to be right yes and and that's how i feel um personally my family the women in my family everyone has suffered from bad periods or painful periods oh yes we are known for that and in my question was just like has anyone asked or wonder why <laughs> yeah. you know um so there, there was a lot that i i had to do and research about my family about the women in my family about the the lineage of women in my family which i did later on it wasn't at the beginning it is it, it, it has been a journey for sure of course no i i appreciate you saying that it took you time to discover the lineage of your history and your woman's health from your family because como latinas what we tend to do is like oh this happened and then we dismiss it but then what can happen is it can resurface again with a worse condition with worse symptoms and then we're like still trying to navigate so i appreciate you expressing and sharing your story with like your pain and it must be in my family so that's the way it is because in most latino households we believe that's the way it is i mean i'm hasta mi mamá dice bueno yo no voy al doctor hasta que me soy muriendo that's yeah, like a typical saying you know and that's what happened to me I, i went to get checked out when i just couldn't take it anymore when i saw that it was just unbearable you know where i I would pass out and you know it was just a scary feeling i started having blockage since the endometriosis was on my colon i started having blockage uh, with with my bowel movements oh, wow. and i started bleeding not to be graphic but i started bleeding from my rectum as well so all of that was just like okay something is not right my body was just screaming Diagnosis. It literally t- 
over a year for me to get a proper diagnosis and say that it was uh, indeed endometriosis. Well, I'm really glad that you were persistent and did not give up even after the fifth referral or sixth referral because at that point, most patients after the third referral, they'll give up. They're like, they don't know what's wrong with me, so I'm just going to have to just be as is. But I'm glad that you were advocating and you were persistent to follow up with different providers for different opinions because it will take a trial and error sometimes, unfortunately, with providers to get the right diagnosis. But I'm glad that you were able to finally get the diagnosis to address your diagnosis and then moving forward to knowing how to being able to manage and cooperate and adapt to the lifestyle of being diagnosed with endometriosis how did you feel when you were finally diagnosed it was a sense of relief i was relieved that i i got a name to what i was going through even though that there was not much that i knew about it never heard of it in my life and that even the doctors that I've seen uh, were like, well, I'm not the specialist on this, but this is what I think you have, and you should go to an specialist. Now, um, the other part of endometriosis, and it, for me, it was a while back. Now, there's more awareness about the condition, which is great. Uh, more doctors are getting trained about the condition, which it definitely shortens the time of um, a woman getting a diagnosis um, with endometriosis to less. The average woman has to wait seven years to get a proper diagnosis with endometriosis. So, I, you know, so for me, when I learn about endometriosis, it was just like, okay, so how can we fix this how can I get better how can I mm-hmm. what do I need to do you know that that was like my first um my first feeling and, and apart from being that relief yeah so so what was the plan of care once you were relieved to find out finally there's a diagnosis so what do we need to do what was the plan of care that your specialist or gynecologist was following up with you so my um at the time the one that got to the endometriosis that said i think you have this was on BGYN oncology and he referred me to an specialist now the endometriosis specialist said yes i could see some endometriosis but in order to get the proper diagnosis uh, for endometriosis you have to do a laparoscopically um, surgery and it's called like an exploratory surgery where they just look inside to see if they find the endometriosis. And if they do, that's when they're able to die and at the same time remove whatever they see. So it, it took some time uh, because I had to see the specialist and he said, well, the first thing that we have to do is put you on medication to suppress your female hormones and this medication is called Lupron which anyone that is familiar with endometriosis know that this is a medication that is given a lot I I did horrible in it just because it's a medication that is used as part of chemotherapy for men oh, wow. um, prostate cancer so I started having like I started losing hair I started having hot flashes I started having depression and it it was, it just changed my whole being completely. 
determined that, okay, you know, they, this is something that I have to go through in order to, I end up having the surgery. They found that the endometriosis was all around and it was on my colon as well. And they have to remove part of my colon uh, that they're getting up being 12 hour surgery. Wow. Thank you so much for sharing that the process when you were following up with the provider and then end up finding out you need additional labs and then a medication, a medication that actually put you to experience premenopausal symptoms, suppressing hormones and having hot flashes. Valiente porque muchas mujeres que están en medicaciones que hacen todos esos síntomas, una se vuelve loca en el cuerpo. Did you ever feel desperate from the symptoms from the medication? Oh, yes. And I think because of that medication, it was my um, urge to find more natural ways of dealing with the condition afterwards. Yes, okay. Because I just couldn't take the the side effects. I couldn't take, you know, I was so depressive and I'm going to be open. The suicidal thoughts came more than I wanted them to, you know, mm -hmm. when you're in pain, you usually have some like, oh my God, I please take this away. I wish I would die. You know, uh -huh. like in the heat of the moment, if you will say because mm -hmm. of the pain, but with being under this medication, I was just, I just wanted to die completely. Yeah. And thank you so much for sharing um, some of those actual emotions and feelings that you were going through because I think a lot of people when they're prescribed medications they're not aware that some medications do actually um, have you be more susceptible to suicidal ideations depression anxiety symptoms that you never felt before in your life and then all of a sudden they're coming forth because of the medication so I love the fact that you said I don't like feeling like this and I wanted to take more of a holistic approach so what did you do in order to balance the both worlds because obviously you didn't just want to completely cut off seeing a doctor and a specialist but you also wanted to include the dynamic of the holistic practice so what were some of the first steps that you did that helped you kind of get to where you're at now so since i didn't know anything about a holistic approach when i first got like diagnosed and after i had the surgery what really pushed me for me to look for alternative was that i wasn't getting relief from having surgeries because even after having that extensive surgery of 12 hours i couldn't have kids so i had ivf and even after that i continue having symptoms of endometriosis I ended up having a hysterectomy. And even after having a hysterectomy, I continue having symptoms of endometriosis and endometriosis coming back. So that's when it gave me that push for me and say, okay, this isn't working. The medications they're giving me are not working. This you're doing are not working. I need to learn more. So I put two books, looking into research, um, into diets, anything that I could do to help myself in a more natural. I love the fact that you took initiative in regards to being able to look for alternative measures and practices. You basically took it back to the basics, lifestyle, nutrition, exercise, and sometimes also too with the advancement in holistic practice, there's also now 
herbal um, healing with different types of herbs. Um, is there any particular um, services or resources that you utilize right now for your health that has been kind of helped you with some of the symptoms that you described earlier? Even though you had a hysterectomy, you still have signs of pain, particular in the woman pelvic area. And what has helped you kind of deal with that in, in a holistic approach? Um, any type of resources or products that you use? Yes, uh, I mean, you know, with endometriosis, since it's different for every woman, the approach could be different. I do acupuncture. Acupuncture helps me um, a lot. I do a lot of meditation, and I start incorporating more herbs. I love the red raspberry leaf, lemon balm, and the nettle. Those three are like my must-have in the house, and I love um, having that. And I usually would, you know, just drink it at night. And for someone that is menstruating, um, I would suggest it, you know, to drink like before getting their period, and um, just as a way for the body to, you know, adjust and calm. The herbs are very good in balancing the hormones, and and I don't, I love tea, so it tea so calming for me that it just it just helps my whole body <laughs> yeah no I, I completely agree yeah. I, I love to drink teas um especially when it comes down to like you said menstruation like I always prepare my my tests my teas before and yeah. during and after because um when we have a different perspective and a different set of mind a more positive mind versus us looking at our menstruation like a bother we welcome it more um, in regards to saying so the pain's not so intense and having our home remedies that we do like with teas and meditation and breath work as you were actually making changes to your lifestyle was there anything particular that you had to change in your diet como una dominicana you know the food is so good but was there any like changes that you needed to make to your nutrition to support the lifestyle that you wanted going forward Yeah, so nutrition was the first thing that I started working on. I started reading books, and one of the books that I recommend for women that are dealing with endometriosis if they're starting out, it's one by Dr. Andrew Cook. It's called The Endometriosis Health and Diet Program, Get Your Life Back. And that book gave me, it's more what they call the endo diet. You know, it gives you a break of all the foods that you should be eating, that you shouldn't be eating, the combinations of foods that do well and what to eat before you're getting your menstrual cycle, after, during. And it helped me understand that there's some things that I might not be able to eat constantly. I have gone from being vegan to vegetarian and back to vegan, and now I'm more on a balanced diet and I would say it's more plant-based I do eat more vegetables I still eat my arroz con habichuela but I don't have <laughs> no meat next to it <laughs> you know but um there's like Dominican to, um eggplant uh, or okra so you do a Dominican version of healthy plates yes that's awesome um will you be sharing those recipes since you went through this diagnosis and adapting to the lifestyle and you're creating healthy recipes that include your Dominican culture do you share those recipes with like your familia and your friends yes even with my kids and my husband you know they have learned to even have a better they're not 
vegan or um, vegetarian themselves, but they have a better approach to vegetables and, and what I eat. You know, because it could get tough, especially if you have little ones and they eating meat and you still want some meat, but like, oh, I can't have it. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I completely understand. Okay, listen to your body. What is the body telling you? Are you, you know, how is this going to really affect my body and how I feel? Now I, you know, I don't miss it. I, the days that I do want some, I do eat some fish and some eggs those are like the two and my guilty pleasure is dairy so whenever i'm like you know what i i think i deserve an ice cream i'm gonna go and get that ice cream all full fat <laughs> <laughs> yeah because sometimes we do need the yeah. fat you know it's not that you're eating it every day but if i always say if your body craves it um honor it and then bless it and do mindful eating with it so that way it's a blessing for your body that you're craving an ice cream hey bless it enjoy it and the body will enjoy it are there any particular products that you like to use um i know you mentioned herbs and teas but are there any additional products that you like to use uh, in particular for your lifestyle that you're doing now everything that i do right now is holistic and and natural so essential oils i love essential oils whenever it i feel um pain in my womb area i would do um the castor oil around my pelvic area and um i don't have any specific brand uh, to like really share Uh because i do just you know the natural i try to look for the most sustainable brands and and that's what i will go with but yeah i that's what i just been doing lately well thank you so much for actually expressing uh, a couple of resources you mentioned acupuncture kind of helped with relieving pain the other one was the castor oil in the womb in the pelvic area to address you know that area with love and intention and alleviating any symptoms that you might be feeling for any woman who are dealing with endometriosis and then you recommended the book which i'm going to look up and link up to the podcast episode so viewers and listeners can have access to it karini if someone wanted to look for you where can they look you up if anyone has any questions or would like to share more information with you definitely they could check me out instagram at holistic and the educator i just changed my social handle so go check it out show your support also you could subscribe to my blog at i am a wellness warrior that net and you'll be updated with information about like new programs and products that i'll be offering soon i'm in the process of name changing and rebranding so it's very exciting i'll be sharing very useful information for anyone who's um, going through endometriosis. And if you know, so if it's not you that has endometriosis and you know someone that has endometriosis, please share the information and just reach out. You know, just know that you're not alone in this. I know that endometriosis sometimes can be very daunting and it could feel alone sometimes. So um, just reach out. There's an endo sister right here and a hister sister as well. If you had a hysterectomy and for any reason, really, not just for endometriosis, just reach out. 
and I'll be glad to just connect. Yes, thank you so much for being able to share your handle and the services that you'll be creating. And like Harini said, you have an endo sister, histo sister, and we're here just to bring awareness, to provide resources. So if you feel like you want to contact Karini, Karini, where can they email you if someone wants to get in direct contact with your email address? So my email address is Kari, that's K-A-R-I at I am at wellnesswarrior.net. Awesome. And once again, I will be linking up the email and her Instagram handle and her blogs at the bottom of the podcast episode in the notes. And if you have any questions in regards to getting in touch with Karini, you can also email me at lasaludablelatina.gmail.com. Karini, before we go, what was one thing that inspired you throughout your diagnosis to create your platform? I felt alone in my whole journey with endometriosis and I felt frustrated and I wanted to, and I felt that it was long. So I feel that if I would have gotten someone that could get me to see the possibilities of what I could do with the condition and see what worked for me, rather for me trying it all and not finding work, I feel that I, it, it was needed. I felt that it was my mission, my life mission. And which is why I have taken it so seriously and feel passionate about sharing my story in the hopes that it will help uh, any other woman that is going through endometriosis and want to take care of their life and basically take over their life because they could feel that endometriosis um, takes over and it doesn't have to be that way. Thank you so much, Karini, for being able to provide a platform for women to connect and to women to connect to someone that actually knows what it is to walk the line and be diagnosed and finding out how to navigate. So I think you're going to be a really, really great navigator with resources, information, education, and support. So I can't wait to actually upload the podcast episode. And for any woman, once again, like she said, if there's anyone dealing with endometriosis or you know of someone dealing with endometriosis, don't be afraid to reach out to Karini. She is there to help guide and support and see how we can connect with resources and uplift one another because we are all going through something and just know you are not alone in the process. Once again, Karini, thank you so much for your time and I look forward to catching up with you after. Yes, perfect. Thank you for having me.